Yeah, use my voice. My show sucks. Trump fucking rules. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Episode 651 by Dada with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, joined today by the lovely, the talented, the ever scholarly, Brittany Page. Hello, Jesse D. Yeah. How are ye? Oh, look at that. Ooh. How are ye? Bringing in some... Some common everyday vernacular that we use mm-hmm. into podcast land. That's really what I try to do. That is a phrase <laughs> that we use every day. Mm-hmm. How are ye? Mm-hmm. We do. We say the ye. We do. We like to keep things formal and traditional. Mm-hmm. So, Jesse, do you know that Monday is Martin Luther King? I think you mean Mundi. Mundi. <laughs> Do you know, I'm not going to say that, that Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I do know that. You do know that? Yes. Well, very nice. Good for you. I think maybe some people might not. Okay? Yes. And one of the things that I find interesting is that everyone has taken Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy and used it to validate their own personal views. Even Mm -hmm. Trump support. Yeah, I think Mike Pence, I just saw a a video of him giving some speech, and he said that Martin Luther King Jr. was one of his like childhood heroes or something. I think you're thinking of... uh, He may have said that, certainly. But he also just did an op-ed where he like was quoting JFK. No, I'm no. This was a video that I saw oh, because oh. someone retweeted it and um, did the thing where they put in asterisks, looks into the camera. Uh, you know the yeah, joke. Where, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, also though, like his MLK's niece mm-hmm. or something uh-huh. is a Trump ding dong. Really, his own flesh and fucking blood has has been co opted into usurping his message. As though he would also adopt those those ideologies, right. which is just complete fucking nonsense and a perversion of everything he he was an avowed socialist. I mean, it wasn't even like a like a, a buzzword or a negative thing. He was a socialist. Well, so I then then he was. I like to review polling from the sixties that yeah. that help illustrate the ways in which Martin Luther King Jr. and people who worked with him in the civil rights movement were not supported by white people. It's convenient now. It's easy now. Right. It's easy now. It's convenient now that people can look back and say, oh, yes, we admire, we support, right? While at the same time, there are opportunities to admire and support leaders who are continuing to lead civil rights movements today that they don't support. They are on what would be considered now the cutting edge. But in 20 or 30 years, it's going to be, yeah, no shit, dummy. Just like civil rights now, it's like, yeah, no shit. But then it was, oh, edgy and right. new. So here is the question from May of 1961. And and, and the language in, in the question should give you an understanding of exactly when this was. The time in which this question was asked. And really put in perspective, I think, the, the point that you're driving here, Brittany. Mm-hmm. That... that we're comparing views then to now. May 1961. Do you think sit-ins at lunch counters, freedom buses, and other demonstrations by Negroes will hurt or help the Negroes' chances of being integrated in the South? 
So obviously the wording there is nineteen sixty fucking one. Yeah, but even even then, fifty seven percent in this poll, and this was based on an adult sample of one thousand five hundred and two people. Fifty seven percent said that they believed these activist events would hurt. Yeah, the chances of integration. Right. Only 28% said that these activists, these moments of activism would help with integration. And now we know, looking back, that that 57 or 58%, whatever you just said, 57. they were fucking wrong. Not the, o- the vast majority were wrong about whether or not it would help. Not only were they wrong... People that continue to hold these views about activism, right? That people should just kind of be quiet and take what they're given and move with the speed at which everyone else is comfortable, not make waves, right? Yeah, whether it be Colin Kaepernick or Black Lives Matter in general, you've got your Tommy Larens out there and others Mm -hmm. who... who say those very things. Right, so not only were those people wrong, they're still wrong. In their position on that today. Not learning from history. Right. And then another poll from the same time period, May 28 to June 2nd, 1961. Do you approve or disapprove of what the Freedom Riders are doing? And of course, the Freedom Riders were civil rights activists that took the buses into the segregated areas of the South. Yes. Um, 61% disapproved. Yeah. And only 22% approved. 18% had no opinion. So... These were not popular, right? Yeah. The activism was not popular, just like you see today. And what's frustrating is, is watching people (laughs) say, oh, Martin Luther King Jr., he was a hero of mine, a childhood hero of mine, while they malign Black Lives Matter and Black activists who are trying to push things forward, trying to continue the civil rights movement today. Right. Because Mike Pence, Mike Pence would have been telling oh, yeah. whoever, however Gallup was getting a hold of people in the 60s, uh, disapprove. Right. Vehement disapprove. Hurting the chances That's of integration. Right. These moments of activism. There should be a lesson, though, because even now with the struggle with LGBT rights, I mean, the gay rights struggle is still not over. And now the trans rights struggle is now on that cutting edge. It's. You look at these these numbers we're talking about now, and in in thirty years from now, and and we have they had the benefit of not having the fucking internet, where you could easily deny. Oh no, I was, I was not a part of that fifty seven to sixty one percent. Not at all. I was on the other side of it. Not anymore. Now we got the Facebook, we got the Twitter. We know things are cataloged. They're chronicled for us, for posterity's sake. Mm-hmm. So be a part. Of the minority, be a, make that minority the majority now and not have to look back and be like, ah, fuck. Why wasn't I on the right, right side of history? Especially if you're going to be praising MLK and sharing MLK quotes. Yes. Right? I mean, especially if that's going to be your jam right. on Monday. Right, right. <laughs> then really get your house in order related to activism and supporting activists in the work that they do today, right? Not waiting for that 30 years to pass when things have really calmed down. It's become so fucking comical, though, in the age of Trump to... Just boldly say the opposite of what things are. Mm-hmm. To proclaim yourself uh, a champion of the ide- uh, the ideologies of Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King, or is it Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King? Uh, and then you're not. You're 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 a fucking maga hat wearer. Ugh. Yeah, I just. Bringing it back around to the point, right? When when you look back at this, when you look back at this polling from the '60s, and it shows that vast majorities of people believed that these demonstrations, activism, were hurting the causes, yeah, right, hurting the advancement of people's rights. And we know now that that is not true, right? That activism pushes things forward. 
that the more people who get on board and support these movements, the faster we move in the direction of positive change, right? It's the people who say, oh, no, we got to slow down. Oh, no, we got to do this a different way, right? They're the ones who get in the way and make the process much more difficult. They advocate for the status quo. Right. And yeah. and, and that's not what we're looking for. We're looking to move forward. Absolutely. We're looking to push things forward. So I hope that it isn't just kind of empty-headed sharing of MLK quotes tomorrow from goofballs who would have, you know, answered in these particular ways in the 60s on these Gallup polls. I hope that if they do share quotes, right, that they think about the actual legacy and, and what it what it means for the, the views that they currently hold in present day. Yeah. Well, I would also, I, I think that there's a lot of people who benefit from from other people having done the heavy lifting. And then it's easy to just, oh, yeah, MLK, of course. Fucking that's right on. Mm -hmm. Someone else did the heavy lifting. Someone else had their fucking head cracked open. And now they benefit from the, the no shit. But I'm not. Are you talking about Republicans there? Or no, what are no you? people in general. Okay. I think a lot of people in general take advantage of the fact, especially people. Because, look, I see people. Like when, when the Black Lives Matter protests happened after Eric Garner and, and all those other cases, and people were blocking traffic. Well, why do they got to block traffic? People got to get to work. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, man, we're trying to move society forward here. And if you're inconvenienced a little bit, a conversation is now being had because of what they're doing. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just, I would, I, I always want to, want to, I want to shake some fucking people, but. <laughs> I, you know, I want I want to make that point very clear that the next time a protest happens and they're not doing it the way you think they should be doing it, why can't they be peaceful? Why can't they stand up during the national anthem? All of these things move a conversation forward and be on the side of the minority uh, in that polling data. Don't be the 57%. Be the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Happy MLK Day. Yes. Happy. Oh, speaking of MLK Day, mm -hmm. we just booked our trip to D.C. We did. Last year's, last year's, we didn't even talk about resolutions this year, mm -hmm. but last year's resolution was to travel a little bit more. Yeah. And we're carrying that forward. Yes. So next month, here in a, a month or so. What is the resolution for this year? I don't know. I mean, I have thought about it, but I, mine's kind of nebulous. It's like, uh, I want to... I want to support people who punch up mm -hmm. and I want to give zero fucking oxygen to people who punch down. Mm. That's kind of where I'm, I'm a little aggressive. What a very nice resolution. <laughs> yes. Well, it could be lose weight. That's an easy one. Mm -hmm. I mean, easy resolution to make. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or run more or read more or, you know, something like that. But yeah. I know that's probably not going to happen. None of those that I just mentioned. Oh, okay. But this one I could, you know, really sink my teeth into. Hmm. Because if you're somebody who's punching down, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. No. No fucking good. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I think it's very difficult to find enough hours in the day to work, do uh, like podcast related activities. Mm -hmm moisturize <laughs> listen to the podcasts i want to listen to all the stuff you read the books do. that i want to read yeah. uh put sunscreen on drink enough water like it's very difficult floss you know it's difficult <laughs> to do all of those things every yeah. single day with the limited amount of time that you like, get enough sleep i mean jesus you start adding things on it's like how the fuck do we get all this shit done yeah. you know <laughs> so I think what I want to do is, well, first of all, if anyone was listening to that and has an idea for me, let me know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Just be more patient with myself, I think. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. You are your absolute toughest critic out there. You are. That's just a fact. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a bad or a good. I mean, I mean, it's a bad thing that you are, but that's not, I'm not shitting on you. Uh -huh. You know that to be true. Um, sure. Of all the critics of Britney Page, who is chief among them? Uh, I don't know. 
I'm not sure about that. Pro- probably Popeye, I think. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's pretty critical. The, the dog who is loving you unconditionally at your feet right now, Snore. He really is. <laughs> and he really does. It's so sweet. But yeah, I think just being more patient with myself that it's okay if, you know, there's some slacking here and there. It'll get done. Things are all right. Relax. Yeah. You know? You know, you could start by doing as what? a as a, as a, a New Year's resolution. What? Throw that rosemary tree, little <laughs> fake Christmas tree away that is now a fire hazard. It's here in the studio. Definitely a fire hazard. I think. Before you do, though, I'm going to take a tra- picture of it. I think it's it. also attracting bugs. I'm going to take a picture of that. It's going to go on the Facebook page. Okay. I think I was supposed to keep it alive, but I'm not good at that. Oh, is it you can keep it alive? Yeah. I mean, not anymore. It's supposed to be you like you grow your own rosemary and use it. Oh, I thought it was just like a decorative thing. No, it was actually served a purpose. Huh. No more, though. Well, now it's just dried rosemary. That has to be a spice that can be used somehow. Dried rosemary? I don't know. Not that kind. So anyway, we are going to be in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, uh, next month. Uh, like we did with New Orleans, if anybody has any any recommendations... Yep. Or any connections to get any, any access to some cool shit. You know what we have to do. What is that? The Marvin Gaye mural that went up a oh. few years ago. Cover, I, did it cover up the Bill Cosby one? No, I don't think it was on the side of Ben's Chili Bowl. It's somewhere else. Oh, okay. And I, we need to find it and go to it. And what if he still eats for free at the old Ben's Chili Bowl? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think he They're would. They're probably not delivering the dogs to, to prison. Did he have were one of them named after him one of the meals oh i maybe very well could have sure that i, I don't changed know the that, that as well. well yeah yeah that's unfortunate <laughs> so anyway next month right around this time it's gonna be a good time we're looking forward to it yes all right uh let's move on with the uh program support for i doubt it with dollamore comes from generous engaged intelligent and good-looking listeners like you by way of patreon Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. Thank you to each and every one of you who supports us by listening to the show, reviewing the show on whatever podcatcher you use to listen to the show without using profanity. Thank you to all of you who shop on Amazon with the dollamore.com slash Amazon link to enrich Jeff Bezos even further. Greatly enrich him and mildly enrich us. And also (laughs) contribute to the problematic working conditions for thousands and thousands of people. That is right. Yes. Always full disclosure here, folks. Yes. Got to have that informed consent. (laughs) And also, thank you to those of you who support us on Patreon and on PayPal. We really would not be able to do this without your support. So thank you so much. If you have a friend that you think would enjoy the show, please recommend it to them. That's really how we grow this thing, right? How we grow this community of listeners and supporters that we have is by people sharing it with like-minded people that they think would get a kick out of us. And we would really appreciate it if you would do that. So thank you. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Dalemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So we're going to talk about the Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders thing. Don't turn it off. Stop. Don't stop the podcast. Okay. (laughs) Well, we were not going to talk about it, but the thing fucking flamed out like a thing that flames out really hard. Well, I just, I think that I haven't seen a lot of responsible discussions about it. And that's what I want to have here is a responsible discussion. I want to start by shitting on CNN. And we play a lot of... They fucking deserve it in this case, too. We play a lot of clips from CNN. There's a lot of people that we really respect who work for CNN. But they hosted the debate with the Des Moines Register. Okay, it was CNN, Des Moines Register, the Democratic debate, right? You guys remember that just happened? The Democratic debate? (sighs) Yeah. And... (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it was uh, not a riveting time. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully... Mm -hmm. It was, uh, it was, oh, ye, 
<laughs> it it was uh, only like two hours. They didn't pull that three hour bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's good. Much fewer people on the stage. Yes. Yes. So CNN before the debate broke this story about Elizabeth Warren. Like a, a day or two before the debate. Right. That Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders had had a discussion many years ago. I think like. 2018. 2018. Oh, mm-hmm. not many years ago. It's yeah. like two years ago. Well, in, in <laughs> advance of running for for the, the office. Okay. Running for the, for the president. And that Bernie Sanders had said he didn't believe a woman could win. Yes. Okay. So... My issue, as I reflect back on this, is that... Well, the internet went fucking nuts, of course. Yeah. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like CNN probably was sitting on this story for a while, and then they released it before the debate, and then they spent a lot of time before the debate even started, like, oh, it's going to be... Right. But, uh, it's yeah. going to be the big moment. What are Bernie yeah. and Warren going to do when they get on the stage? You know, like talking about it like it's a WWF match, you know, or WWE. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's disturbing when that happens. Right. And then I didn't like how they handled the question. We'll get into that. But it has been very strange watching the reaction. Right. Because people immediately went to their corners. Yeah. And Sanders people said he didn't say it. Warren's people said he said it and he's sexist. Eh." And it's just chaos right now. Complete chaos. What I what I found amusing and very disheartening because I'm watching a bunch of liberals fucking go at each other's throats is uh, really. I mean, there's only two people in the fucking room who really know what went down. And people are saying emphatically Bernie did not say it. Mm-hmm. People on the Elizabeth Warren side are saying he absolutely, like, as though they know. Right. No one fucking knows. Yeah. Wait a minute. Joy Reid had a body language expert on. <laughs> and. That's right. <laughs> are you goddamn kidding Seriously, me? can we stop with that? I mean, when is that going to stop? You know, when Ma- is that going to stop? Listen. Brittany, yeah. you just raised your hand oh, slightly. I did. Fingers askew. Mm. That tells me a lot about what you're thinking right now. What am I thinking? Well, I don't know. I have to get a body language <laughs> expert in here. Okay, so it tells you nothing, but the body language expert would know. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. Okay, so here's... here's. Can I just give, before we get into all this, here's what I think. Please. I think that they are both right. That's what I think is the most likely thing. I think that both Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are right. Okay, I think that's what the most likely situation is. And here's what I mean by that. That something could have been said, right? And Bernie Sanders didn't mean it like, I don't think a woman could win. But Elizabeth Warren heard it like that because of the context in which she goes through life and lives her life, right? As a woman in politics who's running for office. Yeah, well, listen. Unless you think one of them is a fucking liar, which mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. In fact, when the news came out, Brittany and I had a conversation about it. And right. what did I say? I said, I, I don't believe that would be something. Ber- I don't believe Bernie thinks that in his heart. Why would he say that in a private conversation to Elizabeth Warren? And that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I was struggling because I don't believe Elizabeth Warren to be a liar. So I was like, Jesus, what right. What do we do here? Right. So so I think that they could both be right, right? Believing, I believe this too. Believing that, and this is the weird thing that happens with miscommunication, right? Someone says something and it is interpreted any number of ways based on the context in which it is said, right? And the context in which someone hears it and out of their own lived experiences, right? That's how miscommunication happens all the time. Yeah, let's let's put this in a context, like just get down on the ground with this. So let's say they're having, I'm just, I'm speculating here, but I'm gonna give an example of how this could happen. If they're having a conversation and Bernie says, speaking about the temperature of the country, the temperature of the electorate and says, you know, the problem right now is I'm not sure that voters are ready to elect a woman because of this, this or this. Right. That's not Bernie saying a woman won't get elected mm-hmm. in that he he is effectively saying that, you know, the the electorate's not ready. It's like saying the electorate's not ready um, because of their backwards ideas to elect Pete Buttigieg because he's gay. Right. That's. 
if I was to, I don't believe that's the case, and I don't believe that's the case about women, but if I were to say that, making an educated judgment, guesstimation about voters, that's not saying I support that ideology. That's just predicting electoral patterns. Exactly. And that's the other thing about this. It kind of went from them having their conversations to me saying things. I don't know how that happened. Right. Well, anyway... <laughs> That's the thing about this, too, is it it wouldn't be sexist, right, if Bernie Sanders had said that he doesn't believe a woman could win because of the American population, <laughs> right? That would be, like you're saying, him making a reasonable judgment based on the prejudices and bias that exist in the American population, right? right? However, it would... It's easy to see why a woman yes. who's been fighting uphill her whole life no, of course, yeah. might think that. Of course. but And that's why it's also disingenuous. Might take it that way, I mean. Absolutely. That's why I said in the context in which she hears it, right? Yeah. The way it lands for her, it might be different. But I also want to say that this is why it's disingenuous for the Sanders supporters to be like passing around these videos of him that when he's five years old talking about how he loves women. Like we get it, you know. Um, yeah. He has been supportive of women. He has supported women's candidacies since forever. We understand that. That wouldn't be a defense of what he said. You understand? Like those are two different questions. Yeah. Right. So the whole thing has been just very odd to watch play out and it's exactly what Donald Trump wants it's exactly what Republicans want it's they want the Democrats to start tearing each other apart again. especially that wing of the Democratic Party and you have Donald Trump tweeting directly about it right saying yeah. that the Democratic Party's trying to steal the nominations the nomination from Bernie Sanders again right he's playing this up yeah and it's unfortunate to watch people people play into it but well, can I very quickly Absolutely, I want to say this. I don't believe Bernie said it. So all you Bernie fucking cult members, I don't believe he said that. And I also don't believe that Elizabeth Warren is lying. I believe there's somewhere in the middle. Both things can be true here. He doesn't believe that. But a conversation was had. And we're going to play th this moment in the debate. Are we ready? Yeah, we are. So... This was the question that was asked, tossed to Elizabeth, tossed to Bernie Sanders first, and then they gave Elizabeth Warren a chance to answer. Right. And then <laughs> we're going to talk about this, put this thing to bed, and then talk about a couple awkward moments that happened right after this. <laughs> anyway, um, he here's the question from Abby Phillips. Let's not turn to an issue that's come up in the last 48 hours. Senator Sanders CNN reported yesterday that, and Senator Sanders, Senator Warren confirmed in a statement that in 2018, you told her that you did not believe that a woman could win the election. Why did you say that? Well, as a matter of fact, I didn't say it. Uh, and I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on this because this is what Donald Trump and maybe some of the media want. Uh, anybody knows me knows that it's incomprehensible that I would think that a woman could not be president of the United States. Go to YouTube today. There's a video of, the, of me 30 years ago talking about how a woman could become president of the United States. In 2015, I deferred, in fact, to Senator Warren. There was a movement to draft Senator Warren to run for president. And you know what? I said, stayed back. Senator Warren decided not to run, and I did, I did run afterwards. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by three million votes. How could anybody in a million years not believe that a woman could become president of the United States? And let me be very clear. If any of the women on this stage or any of the men on this stage win the nomination, I hope that's not the case. I hope it's me. <laughs> but if they do, I will do everything in my power to make sure that they are elected in order to defeat the most dangerous president in the history of our country. So, Senator Sanders... Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? I'm going to pause because even the fucking question isn't asking Bernie, hey, did you say this? The question is, why did you say this? Right. And then to Elizabeth Warren. After he didn't flatly denies. Right. And they and they 
it's particularly shitty because they say, I want to be clear about this. He confirms, did not say it. Next thing, Elizabeth Warren, what did you think when he said that to you? Yes. And and it seems very manipulative the way that this all played out. And you have to wonder what the hell was the intent here yeah, with well, this the, question. The real question, the follow-up question to Elizabeth Warren should be, wow, we're, we're here at an impasse. Bernie says he did not say it. What was said? What exactly was said? Not... What did you think when he said it? We right, want to know exactly right. what was said then. Right. Yeah. And and they don't want that. They want the continuation of the bullshit. Yeah. I disagreed. Bernie is my friend, and I am not here to try to fight with Bernie. But look, this question about whether or not a woman can be president has been raised, and it's time for us to attack it head on. Um, and I think the best way to talk about who can win is by looking at people's winning record. So can a woman beat Donald Trump? Look at the men on this stage. Collectively, they have lost 10 elections. <laughs> the only people on this stage who have won every single election that they've been in are the women, Amy so and true. me. person on this stage who has beaten an incumbent Republican any time in the past 30 years is me. And here's what I know. The real danger that we face as Democrats is picking a candidate who can't pull our party together or someone who takes for granted big parts of the Democratic constituency. We need a candidate who will excite all parts of the Democratic Party, bring everyone in, and give everyone a Democrat to believe in. That's my plan, and that is why I'm going to win. Senator Klobuchar. Thank you. Senator Klobuchar, what do you say to Thank people you, Elizabeth. who don't? Senator Klobuchar, what yes, do you say? Um, I would like Senator to Senator Klobuchar, out. let me finish my question. Oh, okay. What do you say to people who <laughs> I thought it was such an open end. I wasn't at the meeting, so I can't comment, but I was going to say. What, what do you say to people who, who say that a woman All can't right. win this election? Jesus. So awkward. It's so awkward. She's cripplingly awkward at times. Oh. So we're going to get to that. That's I didn't realize I tacked the rest of that on. I thought I'd stuck it into the next when we talk about it next. But yeah. So that's her answer. Yeah. So I, I find it unfortunate that CNN asked this question, not just on behalf of Bernie Sanders, but also because it just, it doesn't allow Elizabeth Warren to do anything useful Right. Like she couldn't respond in a meaningful way to Bernie Sanders. Right. And engage with the controversy. And so then it seems like she just was given a, a softball and was allowed to gloss over the whole issue. Yeah, yeah. With with her version of events being truth. And I, I don't think that that is useful, but here we are. So, of course, the interaction didn't stop here. Right. CNN yeah. sat on audio of what happened after the debates. Yeah, well, what happened was all of a sudden around the internet, clips started uh, circulating of clips with no audio. Yeah, no audio clips of Elizabeth Warren approaching Bernie Sanders. He sticks out his hand. She doesn't shake his hand. She's like, hey, there's obviously talk happening. And he's kind of, you know, doing his Bernie thing with his hands where he's like dismissing what she's saying, whatever. Tom Sire comes up, ah, saved by the bell, and it breaks up. And then that that was fervor for a whole day. Yeah, everyone wondering what was said, what was going on. And then 24 hours later, CNN released the audio as right. though it was hidden in some fucking safe somewhere. Right, and I've actually seen people defending CNN, right, saying that, like, they had to track it down. Come on. It was blah, blah. They're CNN, okay? It's not me and you running a debate, and there's only two people to do the work around here, okay? You know what? It's CNN. If it had been you and me, we'd have the audio right at our fingertips. <laughs> it's nonsense that a fucking multi-billion dollar media conglomerate like this doesn't have the audio at their disposal. They fucking had it. They sat on it. There's no goddamn chance they weren't waiting to stretch this story out another fucking day. Yeah, and like I said, then I... <laughs> I think it's it's kind of bad that I have to keep saying I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Oh, and we theorist. still have to play the audio that we're talking about. Yeah, because I'm not a conspiracy theorist, guys. Really, I'm not. And 
we, Gay frog, brother! We, we need to be cautious, though, about these media companies because it isn't just all in our best interest. Well, CNN... They also need to make money. CNN has metaphorical blood on its hands relative to getting Donald Trump elected, giving him billions of dollars of free airtime. So... They do have a problem. And there there is an entertainment aspect of it. That's why the, yeah. that's why the ads that promote the debates are voiced by the same actor who does the WWE <laughs> right. ones, right? I mean, I haven't fact-checked that, but I'm assuming it's the same. In a world. Yeah. <laughs> in a world will Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's like the movie voiceover guy right. does it for those debates, too. <laughs> and that's not the way it should be, right? Well, this we've is, prophetized the news. Yeah, and it sucks, but it, it should be about informing people, right? So anyway, let's play the audio that was obtained for the non- obtained. The, and finally delivered after much digging around of the non-handshake heard around the world. I think you called me a liar on national TV. I think you called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion, we'll have that discussion. You called me. You told me. All right, let's not do it now. I don't want to get in the middle, I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. (laughs) Okay. That's my favorite part of it, by the way. Tom Steyer walking up. I just wanted to say hi to Bernie. Yeah, good. And then he walks off. (laughs) So that is the audio that fucking Indiana Jones had to get to the center of the pyramid and like uses bags of sand and then run out with a boulder chasing him to get to uncover. Yeah. That's the audio. Yep. And actually I don't want to I don't want to get too far here in claiming that we are body language experts, but we pretty much fucking nailed this when we saw the non-audio video clips. Well, that's not body language. That's just watching an interaction and knowing how shit goes down between people. It's pretty much body language expert. <laughs> and we knew... Where's Joy Reid to book us on seriously, the Seriously, what a mistake. But we knew exactly what was going down here. And this is what I meant about how they're both right, right? Well, here's the... here. Let me say, let's exactly tell what went down. I was kind of on Bernie's side. Like, not knowing all the back and forth, that I had, I'd kind of gotten sucked into the thing. Well, and being an Elizabeth Warren supporter, too, I was like, I just, I don't see Bernie saying that. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. And then I saw that interaction, and I was like, that's not somebody... You don't walk up to Bernie Sanders if you're lying and say, hey, motherfucker. Unless you're a sociopath. And I don't think she, I don't, no reasonable person thinks that. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So unless we're dealing with psychopathy here in both of these yeah. people yeah. <laughs> and like severe gaslighting, um, that's why I think the most likely scenario here is a miscommunication Absolutely. where both people believe that events happened the way that they remember them and it might not be accurate. You know, memory is very fallible, by the way. Yeah. And they're a perfect illustration of this. Where's Elizabeth Loftus when you need her? Yeah. I was just listening to Dak Shepard, armchair expert podcast, which, by the way, he's someone that I like actively try not to like. And <laughs> I just really like him. I, it's... <laughs> I've actively tried not to like him, and I really like him. You think like he him. could be like a distant relative or something? Probably. We come from a similar background. It's like when he tells like stories about his life, Just I'm like, tra- wait a minute. Trash-tastic, right? Wait a minute. Are you my brother? <laughs> so <laughs> he said, this is a perfect example, um, that he and a sibling of his will talk about like an instance of his mom getting beat up by her boyfriend. And they both have a memory of it happening, but both of their memories are completely different. Like, they believe it happened in two different houses. Dax thinks it happened here, and his brother or whatever thinks it happened in a completely different house. Memory is fallible because it is influenced by so many different things, right? Our own perceptions, our own experiences, our own biases. And so what I'm saying here is, and it's not just me trying to bail myself out of both sides thing. I really believe this is true, that they could both believe they're right. Absolutely. Right? And that Bernie thinks he didn't say exactly that. Yeah, he some, meant something a different way. And she thinks that that's how he meant it, right? A shade of, of both sides could be correct here. Yes. And that, I think that, that word that's both sides is fucking ruined. It's forever, totally but, ruined. Yeah. But I think that that is a reasonable approach yeah. here. I don't think it is a cop out. I think yeah. it is reasonable. We'd love to know what you think. Totally. Both Bernie cult members and Elizabeth Warren cult members. 
Although I think that there's less of a cult on that side. Oh, dear God. Uh, 657-464-7609. One time slower. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email all those voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Are we going to... Are we going to talk about how awkward Amy Klobuchar is? Yeah, and Tom Steyer here. But I want to. We're going to play the the, the 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 Elizabeth Warren Bernie audio we just played one more time because I want you to hear it. And then I isolated it and amped him up a little bit because he tells Bernie Sanders like it was a treat to see you again. Oh, it's such a treat! Like he's just like a a puppy following along, so happy to see Bernie Sanders. I think you called me a liar on national TV. What? I think you called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion? We'll have that discussion. You called me. You told me. All right, let's not do it now. I don't want to get in the middle, but I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. Okay. It's a treat to see you. Because I just just want to say hi, Bernie. Oh, okay. Okay. And he fucking walks away. Okay, good. Okay, good. (laughs) I don't want to get in the middle, but I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Hey, fuck off. Good. Shoe, shoe fly. See, we had just heard the audio and we were saying, okay, good. And he said, yeah, good. No, he said, okay, good. (laughs) It's a joke. I know it's a joke. (laughs) You're gaslighting me. So anyway, at the end of that question that you heard Elizabeth Warren answer, another super awkward Tom Steyer-esque moment happened with Amy Klobuchar, who, by the way, the New York Times tonight... Uh, endorsed for president along with Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. Try but, to fucking make sense of that. The New York Times editorial board. Yeah, well, that's who makes endorsements on behalf of the paper. Well, I thought you said the New York Times endorsed. The New York Times editorial board. A newspaper doesn't endorse. It's the editorial board. Every paper. But but we got to say so the I'm whole just thing. not being accurate. I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Fuck me. Yes. So, exactly. Right. So, uh Anyway, so they endorsed, we're not going to get into it fully here, but they endorsed both Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren, who are, I wouldn't say, on polar opposites of the political spectrum. But as far as the Democratic Party goes, they're certainly on opposite sides. But we will get to that on a, on another day. On the next episode, we'll talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about what's most important, and that's this awkward moment here that Klobuchar had uh, after the question was asked, and then she... She was going to be asked to follow up, and she just went roughshod. Senator Klobuchar. Thank you. Senator Klobuchar, what do you say to Thank people Thank you, Elizabeth. Who don't? Senator Klobuchar, what yes. do you say? Um, I would like Senator to Senator Klobuchar, out. let me finish my question. Oh, okay. What do you say to people who <laughs> I thought it was such an open end. I wasn't at the meeting, so I can't comment, but I was going to say. What, what do you say to people who... <laughs> I wasn't at the meeting, so i going to say... Just fucking trails off. That's kind of what she tends to do. It's it's <laughs> it's hilarious, but also very very awkward at the same time. Well, she, she, so she goes on to talk about women in politics, and then at the end of this very awkward answer, maybe she's in her head about how awkward the beginning was, mm-hmm. and then it leads to another like brain fart moment. Yeah, where she's talking about the governor of Kansas, but can't remember her name right after she said she's her very good friend. Right. And when you look at the facts, uh, Michigan has a woman governor right now, and she beat a Republican, Gretchen Whitmer. Kansas has a woman governor right now, and she beat Chris Kobach. And her name um, is, I'm very proud to know her, and her name is um, uh, Governor Kelly. Thank you. Third. (laughs) Her name is Governor Kelly. Thank you. And her name um, is, I'm very proud to know her, and her name is... Um, uh, Governor Kelly. Thank you. Oh, my God. That, seriously, is painful to listen to one more time just for the cringe. And her name um, is, I'm very proud to know her, and her name is um, uh, Governor Kelly. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes you just need to cut your losses, right, and say you don't remember. But she came up with it, so that's okay. I guess the longer that you talk and kind of stall and just repeatedly say name, good friends, name, 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 it will come to you. Just pray it comes to you. Yes, yes. Her name is um, uh, Governor Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. (laughs) And then that wasn't the end. It wasn't like, okay, next question. Yeah. Then she talked for another, like, minute. Yes, yes. (laughs) so great. The thank you was just a nervous kind of tick thing. It's like Donald Trump at the end of saying he killed a a, a terrorist. Uh, God bless America. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guy, just walk away. Yeah. Please, Thank please you. just walk away. So anyway, all that happened. We really would like to know what you think about all of this. I, I want to talk a little bit about this, the, the impeachment situation. New evidence is coming out all the time. In fact, Adam Schiff said today that they're, they're, they're withholding evidence for the trial. So we, I predicted last episode that there's going to be more. And now we know there's going to be more. I also wanted to say... I said that real douchey. Because <laughs> on the previous episode, you talked about how you believe that support for impeachment and removal will continue to increase over time that. as new evidence comes out. Yes. And I wanted to let you know that a majority of Americans, 51%... Uh, I was going to say, but it's a slim majority if it is. ...now favor impeaching President Trump and removing him from office. Yes. Now, this is compared to 47% in mid-September before the impeachment proceedings were announced. Yeah, yeah. So that number has moved up. Four points. And this is according to uh, Public Research, Public Religion Research Institute. And it reminds me of the Nixon impeachment. Yeah. Because it's a similar thing, right? Speaking of going back in time and looking at polling. Right. Yeah. Where the polling over time crept up, right? It didn't start with everyone believing Nixon was a criminal and that he deserved to be removed from office. Which is another reason I have from the very beginning wanted this this process to be a slow one, knowing that it takes time for people's opinions to catch up. Right. Especially because... It is a vulnerable position to be in when you realize the person that you have supported and that yes. you voted for is a turd. That is a slow process. Yes, it, it feels uncomfortable. You, It's a slow breakdown, right? And not everyone will get there <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, But the people who can move the people who will. truly do care absolutely about yeah that are concerned about corruption and don't want people in office that are abusing their power yeah, we're not talking about donald trump's diehard 35 percent unevaporatable uh percentage of 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 of, of diehard supporters mm-hmm. we're not talking about them mm-hmm. this guy isn't changing his mind Donald trump baby you know what i mean yeah, so I think it's it's helpful to know, right? Number one, that you're correct in in the number moving up. Anyway, <laughs> but, as you snarkily look at me, but also just that things are moving in the direction that they should be. Yeah, yeah. So, so there is new evidence coming out. We talked a little bit about the fact that there was um, communications let out that um, Harvey, th- this this aide of Devin Nunes, was talking to. Um, Love Parnas, that finally Devin Nunes came out and said, oh, yeah. Oh, I, re- yeah, 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 yeah. I remember those conversations now. Like, now, the information's coming out, so now he has to come up with some kind of excuse. But there has also been a revelation, and this is what's going to happen here relative to this, this revelation. This is what's going to happen relative to people and their opinions changing. It's going to be investigatory work by the House Democrats, and it's also going to be, if they're doing their fucking jobs, reporters also in tandem finding the truth of these matters. Here's a report, I believe from MSNBC, talking about this new information relative to the operation of tracking the whereabouts in a threatening and sinister manner, the sitting ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch. A lot of new documents that we've been digging through in the last couple hours since this unexpectedly uh, was posted onto the Internet uh, by House Democrats. One new piece of information that is taking a lot of people by surprise, Brian, uh, is a photograph that was turned over by Parnas that shows Basically, it's a photo of an event, and you can see the name placards uh, at the table. And you see right there President Donald Trump seated, at least according to these placards, next to Lev Parnas at the same table with Brian Ballard, who's a lobbyist who's also come into this story. And this is really undercutting the president's continual claims that he doesn't know Parnas, maybe only had met him briefly, at least judging based on this photo. It seems like they sat next to each other at at least one event. 
that. The other big piece of information that's coming out today, Brian, has to do with that story we've been talking about, about Robert Hyde, who apparently had some type of a surveillance operation on Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch. And I want to walk you through the reporting we've done on this because it's been a, quite a roller coaster throughout the day. So first, earlier today, Robert Hyde on Twitter named who, uh, a, a new person that he said actually had provided to him the information about Yovanovitch that he'd then passed on to Lev Parnas, a guy named Anthony de Calloway. So we said, all right, who is this Anthony Calloway guy? Uh, um, the Robert Hyde told me in a text message that this was someone he'd met at a Trump fundraiser, uh, didn't know really who he was, but hung around Trump events. So we went onto his Facebook and we found all kinds of pro-Trump uh, photographs, uh, slogans, uh, make America great again type of stuff, showing that he's someone whose identity was really wrapped around his support for Trump. But then I got a hold of Anthony DeCalloway via email and he denied this. He said, yeah, I was in touch with Hyde. He asked me for information on Yovanovitch, but I told him, no, that would be illegal. I'm not going to have anything to do with this. Then comes the document dump from House Democrats just a few hours ago in which there are all of these WhatsApp messages that show, indeed, Robert Hyde did get this information from some unknown Belgian phone number that the House Democrats in their document dump didn't identify. But we were able to do some digging and we found uh, that, well, first of all, we spoke to one of his friends who confirmed that Anthony DeCalloway is Belgian, spends a lot of time in Belgian. So that explained the phone number. And then we were able to match a photograph from his Facebook page to the icon used in his WhatsApp text messages. It's the same photo from that unnamed Belgian phone number that the House Democrats had in their messages they turned over. And the nail in the coffin, Brian, was that we found another profile online for Anthony DeCalloway. And at the bottom, there's a phone number, a Belgian phone number, and the, the digits in the phone number exactly match the unredacted digits that were in the phone number of these text messages that showed up in the House Democrats documents turned over by Parna. So long and the short of it, Brian, is that even though some people have been saying that uh, this Robert Hyde guy might have just been making all this up, didn't really have surveillance, there seems to be a lot more in the story, including a new character who was purporting to have surveillance on Marie Ivanovich. So if you think that the Democrats are dropping all their juiciest nuggets on us now and are waiting to drop some other stuff that's not quite as juicy, you're crazy. These people have a lot more that they're going to be releasing to the public, making public. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, journal these journalists aren't just waiting for the document dump. They're actually having boots on the ground and doing legwork to bolster this case, to find the truth. Moreover, not bolster the case, mm -hmm. find the motherfucking truth. That is what is paramount here. Absolutely. So anyway, speaking of the truth, Speaking of the truth, mm -hmm. one more time with the phone number. We'd love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Email your voice memos to idoubted at dollamore.com. Can we talk about Bill Maher and Joe Rogan for a second, Brittany Page? Oh, dear Lord. Bill Maher was on the, the illustrious, you know, 12-hour podcasts podcast. Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, so I I actually listened to my first Joe Rogan podcast. I had never listened to one before, but I listened to... A whole one? Well, it was only like an hour because oh, it was wow. Robert Downey Jr. and oh. he doesn't have time for that. So right. he he's really busy doing important things. I love Robert Downey Jr. primarily because of his history and how yeah. open he is about his struggles with addiction and overcoming his demons. He very and well could have been a tragic... Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman type of story. He has an incredible story and yeah. he's very open about it and I, I love him for that. So I listened to it because I was hoping to hear some of that, but that wasn't on there and that's okay. That's fine. But I heard Joe Rogan say at one moment because Robert Downey Jr. was challenging some of his ideas and Joe Rogan said, oh, I'm listen, I'm not married to any of the ideas that I have. We're just having a conversation here. And I literally laughed out loud because... I love these people that try to act like that. <laughs> I mean, right, right. honestly, I am all about keeping the biases in check and ensuring that we're looking for our blind spots and being open about them and, and working to correct them. 
That doesn't mean that we aren't married to any ideas and that we're not working to advance some. I mean, if you listen to Joe Rogan, you when you hear him talk, he is advancing ideas. If you're speaking about things, you have opinions about things, you're, you currently hold them, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, someone may be able to talk you out of it, but I just feel like there's a pseudo-openness that exists there where he's trying to paint himself as more open to certain ideas than he tends to be. And this discussion that he had with Bill Maher is a perfect example of that, where they go on to praise Christina Hoff Summers, Jordan Peterson, all of these characters that are on the quote unquote intellectual dark web. Right. 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 And they love these ideas. So, Bill Maher goes on to praise Jordan Peterson as a progressive. He called Jordan Peterson a progressive. Politically. Talking about him as a progressive. Anyway, here it is. There's a... There's a, a, a I feel like, I'm sure as you do sometimes, uh, a man without a country. Yes. yes. And there's a group of us, Sam Harris. Yes. People you've had on. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson, mm -hmm. uh, Barry Weiss. Yeah. You know, I just... We're all progressives, yeah, but sensible progressives, real progressives, real progressives. <laughs> We're not blindly no, ideological right. to our party, yeah, right. And we don't chase these virtue signalers, yeah, who are always, as a friend of mine said, they wake up offended, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I'm always reading a story, like. Using Damn. using the fucking word virtue signaling while signaling his own virtues about it. Mm -hmm. Fuck off. So this is atheist Bill Maher, and I'm assuming atheist Joe Rogan. I think he's atheist, yeah. Talking about conservative, uh, fundamentalist Christian Jordan B. Peterson, who goes on and on about how women who wear makeup in a work setting are like bringing on sexual harassment. Because they're painting their faces like a vagina. Their lips, lipstick, signaling that, signaling sexual arousal. Right, and even, wearing, even wearing heels. Yeah. Ugh. He's a progressive, right? And, and what is happening to these people? Who refuses to call trans people by their preferred pronouns. He's a progressive. Fucking refuses. He's a progressive. Super progressive. What compels atheist Bill Maher to call fundamentalist Christian Jordan Peterson, who is like creating his own pseudo church services, right? Isn't that kind of the direction that he's moving in? That's what's been reported. Um, he is a progressive. I mean, what what is compelling these people to have this conversation? It's the strangest fucking thing that butting I've encountered. Up, butting up against social justice. Like, that's a fucking evil in this world. It's very disturbing, especially given the enormous platform that Joe Rogan has. But here, and Bill Maher. But here he is, right, not being married to any ideas, except for the fact that liberals are too extreme, the virtue signaling is bad, right? He, he's a real progressive. So, and honestly, what does that mean to not be married to any ideas, right? To me, it suggests openness. So if someone is super open and they're ready to grapple with the ideas, I'm assuming that that person would sit on the opposite side of Bill Maher and as he's saying these things, challenge him in some ways, yeah, right? right? Well, I think we should really kind of explore some of these ideas. Is Jordan Peterson a progressive? I mean, let's kind of, let's, let's weigh this, right? Let's play this HBO clip where he's talking about sexual harassment in the workplace and makeup and not wearing shoes and like yeah you know what's what's going on here the, the, the ultimate grift that he's got going not even analyzing that whatsoever yeah and then they they talk about jordan peterson further when they get into their views on the wage gap that the income inequality the wage gap with women doesn't exist is right. what they're talking about. Well, and Joe Rogan was using the phrase income inequality, and I think he meant to say the wage gap. Yeah, because yeah. they are talking about the wage gap. And also they negotiate for themselves yes. differently. And that's talking about women. We're getting right into the conversation where they're talking about women not negotiating for themselves well enough. Right, to get themselves on an even playing and field. And that's, if there is a wage gap, it's because they don't negotiate well. 
And also they negotiate for themselves yes. differently. Yes. They need to negotiate for themselves better. Well, that's one of the things when, when people accuse Jordan Peterson of being sexist. You know, Jordan Peterson literally counseled and coached women how to be more assertive right. in their jobs to get better raises. <laughs> sure. He was really explaining how to do this and, and, and just even maybe possibly against your better instincts to exert yourself and the wage gap doesn't exist because jordan b peterson counseled women to be more assertive Wait, and they why? asserted themselves and now they negotiate and now it's gone why would he need to counsel people to combat something that doesn't fucking exist joe rogan the wage gap True doesn't progressive. exist right but if it did it would be because women don't have skills to negotiate Damn. <laughs> i mean they're they're arguing and a couple this is, of fucking geniuses there. And this is what is frustrating to me, right? And this is why we do audience participation, because we want to hear from people, right? If we're just sitting here, me and you having a conversation and we're like, ha ha, everyone's so dumb, ha ha ha. Right. And, and we never get a check on that, right? We want people to check us because we don't want to be just sitting around doing that if we're actually the dumb ones. Yeah, listen. Who are missing a lot of contacts, context, who are missing a lot of facts. We definitely want to hear from you. Go ahead and call in. 555. <laughs> Seriously, though, right? Yeah. And Absolutely. And uh, anyway, it, this is this was frustrating for me to hear, and I'm not sure what's happening to these people. You're just a woman with a small brain, <laughs> with a brain a third the size of us. It's science. It's science. I mean, <laughs> that was a nice Jordan B. Peterson clip that you played, but he's a true progressive, so... According. Oh, you almost had it. You're going to be quicker than that. See, you start playing too many at once, and then it, it doesn't matter anymore. She's not a Christian! Not even a smile for that one? <laughs> All right. We're done. It's late. It is late. Yeah. All right, everybody. We love you guys. We appreciate you. That is all for today. We'll be back very soon with another episode with an action-packed episode 652. Yeah, because we forgot to talk about the National Archive. Oh, yeah. Goddamn. We actually Speaking forgot... of going to D.C. Yeah, we forgot to talk about a couple of things. So we're planning on doing a another episode very shortly. So look for that. Yes. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time for Brick Page. I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been... I doubt it. I mean, Jesus, you start adding things on. It's like, how the fuck do we get all this shit done, you know? 